0: So let me share a few things. I want to open up with the book of Habakkuk. Say Habakkuk. I always used to tell the guys, you better read the book of Habakkuk. Because one day you're going to go to heaven, you're going to meet Habakkuk. He's probably not going to look like you thought. But he may ask you, did you read my book? And you can say, I read it, man. It was awesome. It was scary in some parts, but it was an awesome book. But anyway, in Habakkuk chapter 2, you know, there are a lot of things going on. There's the woe to the wicked. We won't go there today. Remember, we said this is not a woe is me church. It's a wow is God. But it is woe of me if you disobey, you know, and all that. So anyway, there's a whole section of that. But then, back in verse 2 of Habakkuk chapter 2, he says, Then the Lord answered and said, Write the vision. Make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. Say appointed time. How many of you have a feeling like we are in some designated, determined, appointed season of time in history? Is that all? All of us should. You guys online should feel that way as well. And though it tarry, because there will be times, it will tarry, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Behold the proud, he's lifted up, but the just shall live by his faith. And so that scripture just tells us that the vision that we want to walk in is that vision which comes from the Lord, that comes from above. It's not our own, the vision of our own heart, it's a vision from the Lord but how many of you know you need to write things down because we are tend to forget from times to time the things that God tells us. How many of you have ever forgotten anything the Lord showed you, and you just forgot? Well, we need him to stir it up, bring to our remembrance, but then so you can run and that you can do it, and that there is a specific vision. But before it comes to pass, guess what you have to do? Wait. How many of you, this is your favorite thing to do in this journey, wait? It's not mine. I'm just going to be honest with you. Sometimes it's the worst thing. But when you wait on him, you'll mount up with wings and you'll grow, you'll not grow weary. So the Lord has a great purpose in our season of waiting, but it will come to pass. And uh, so we're going to see things happen in this hour that have been prophesied And we believed, and they've been on weight. They've been on hold. And then remember this Psalm 29. We won't go there. But without a vision, the people perish. Now, how many of you know it means prophetic vision or prophetic revelation? And so you have to hear something from God. If you don't, you'll do your own thing. And that's what's happening in this hour. Everyone's doing what's right in their own eyes. Well, that's not going to accomplish a whole bunch. But doing the will of the Father will accomplish everything that the Father has intended. And so we need that revelation from above. I, I read in the Amplified, it also means redemptive revelation. We're not going to lose sight in this hour of justice. There's going to be some justice breaking out on planet Earth. But we still know and we're going to proclaim that our God is redemptive. He's a redemptive God, and all these things are working for purposes of redemption in one way or the other. Those are things we can't unpack in one few moments. But one thing we do know in this hour, I don't know about you, but we've never been this way before. How many of you have lived in a season like we're entering right now? I don't see any hands. You guys online, I I don't think there's any hands online either. So we're going to have to hear from above. It's almost like, uh, remember Jesus said, being born again. You don't know which way the wind, where it's coming. You don't know where it's going. You only see the result of the wind. And in this hour, my great advice, let's get in the wind. Now, but in order to gain vision, you hear from heaven Get a word from the Lord. It's in agreement with the word of God, right? Because yes. we're people of the spirit, people of the book. But also you need to see what God is doing. And if you see what God is doing, you'll get vision. I'll explain that. You know, one thing, Rick Joyner, now he started this church. You guys, how many of you knew that? Most of you, how many of you didn't know that? You, had no, you didn't have the foggiest idea. We found out in searching all this out that we are about to come on our 25th anniversary as a church. It'll happen in October. I've been here, now this is hard for me to believe, I can't even get it out of my mouth. We've been here 15 of those 25 years. That's crazy. I don't believe it. I'm not even that old, but anyway, (laughs) I don't understand. But it's a miracle of God. We've been through many dangerous toils and snares, but the grace of God has been with us. Thank God for His grace. I mean, if you thank God for the grace and the mercies that are new every morning. But in order to gain vision, you hear from God, but also here's another way look at the areas where you're being attacked the most. And that's probably what God wants to do the most. And in, in the same thing in a church. You look around how there's attacks and assaults of darkness. Well, that's where you should be running into the battle, not running from it. But then also you look at what God is doing. And look at the people that he sent you so that you can do it together. You Look at what he's doing. So that's how you gain vision. So here's some things that I, I just jotted down thinking, Lord, what are you doing in our midst? What have you been doing over 15 years Then I'm going to show a few pictures, and and then Lisa will come, and then we'll have more fun. And then at the end, I'm going to share a word that I have. It it won't be long, but I I want to release some faith. Uh, We need faith. faith to faith, strength to strength, glory to glory. We're going to need it all in this hour. And I'm not about to back out. I'm not about to. Surrender. How many of you there's no surrender in us? Have you noticed that? There's something in us you can blow it, you can fall, but the righteous stumble and fall seven times, but they rise again. And that's who we are in this hour. But here's here's what, a little bit about this church. First of all, I think God from the original vision, we were to be an equipping community that equips the saints to do the work of the ministry. Not one man. One woman, two men, all are in in this hour. Everybody must do their share. And sometimes those who we think have the least important are actually maybe the most important. So we know that. And that was trumpeted from the very beginning. We were to be a mission base. I'm going to show you in a minute. But we were in this warehouse in Wilkesboro, and it would seat about 5,000 people. So in my mind, I'm thinking, why in the world will we ever leave there? 5,000 people, that's a pretty big church. Now at times we only had 50 people. 50 people in a 5,000 place, let me tell you, it looked a little overwhelming. But didn't we do something, we kind of put some curtains around, and make it look a little smaller? That was the days... The heating, the heating system was horrible. And when it was really cold, we brought in these kerosene heaters. And we'd turn them on, and you could smell the fumes. And if people didn't get the Holy Ghost before, before, when they walked out, let me tell you, they were stumbling. And I remember people saying, I can't come to this church, the fumes are too great. I say, man, don't leave, we only got 50 folks. Hang around, you can handle the fume. Anyway, it was a pretty wild place. But mission base. I used to walk around this building. It it sat empty for many years. Seven years, and I would walk in. God, what are you going to do with this empty building? And all I ever heard was the word mission training center. And then we found out, wait a minute, it's supposed to be a mission base. So a lot of people come here, and then they go. Some, we... Anyway, they just go. They go to the mission fields. They go wherever. And then we were to be, this was a prophetic word, we were to lift up the banner of truth. Amen. If nobody else would, we were going to do it. And anyway, I, uh, I remember that right at the end of this year, the word that I shared on the little television internet program the other night in Greensboro was that maybe we've already come to a time Where, if you did not speak, you're probably not going to speak now. If you did not stand, you're definitely not going to stand in this hour. You know what I mean? You you should have already been standing. You should have already been speaking in this hour, especially. There's a scripture over in Jeremiah chapter nine, verse three. It says, "And like their bows, they bent their tongues for lies." They were not valiant for the truth on the earth, for they proceed from evil to evil. They do not know me. So what he was saying is that in the time where the truth needed to be shouted the most, they held their tongues. They wouldn't speak. They held their bows, and they were not valiant for the truth. God's called us to be valiant for the truth. Sometimes it's a little uncomfortable. And if you know it's uncomfortable at times if you're speaking and you're standing and nobody else is standing with you. Yes. But you do it anyway. And then another thing we were to be, now this is what Don Potter reminded me yesterday. I called, well, I text Don and we were conversing. I invited him to come, but he had some commitments. But he said from the very beginning, we were to be a place of 24-hour prayer and worship. And it was the, very, the heartbeat of God and uh, in this hour, you know, we have the Moravian lampstand, and, and we've not been 24 hours yet, but we're still in pursuit of it. We're still, it's a goal, but, and what we're learning is it's going to take a region. It's going to take the body of Christ as a whole, not just one, one church. But this has gotten, gotten us in praying. I, where's Barbara? Barbara was praying for the, uh, where, where, she's somewhere in here, but anyway, yeah, there she is, I'm sorry, you're right in front of me. That's what Shirley says sometimes. She tells me to go get something, and I go, and I can't find it. She said, it was right in front of your face. <laughs> anyway, we won't go there. i look. <laughs> I didn't see it. Shirley, I didn't see it. I know it was right in front of me. But anyway, she got us praying for the schools. This week, we went to the school board, some of us, to basically defend and to honor the school board for their stand for Righteousness. Not every school board is doing that today. So we were bragging on them. And then we noticed, I wouldn't have noticed, but Shirley noticed yesterday, we looked up in the Journal Patriot. I'm telling you, those who were for the school board were, the, the numbers were overwhelming. The article in the Journal Patriot made it look like we were the very small minority, and the majority are those who wanted. The darkness that they were portraying or what they were trying to trumpet and protect in this hour, which only told me. I don't care if it's the USA Today, the New York Times, the Los Angeles Times, the Miami Herald, even the Wilkes Journal Patriot. The media of the spirit of the world is not going to be a friend to the body of Christ. So you have to understand that. And they're going to, they're going to, pre- every story is going to be biased. I was there. It was overwhelming in support of the school board, overwhelming. And they quoted the few people that stood up in opposition as the main thing. Anyway, that was I just, remind, what, duh, what would you expect? But anyway, you know, prayer's been a big thing. I mean, if you, you weren't around, but this was what, um, one, two, three, four, five, six, somewhere around in that range years ago, Prophet Sadhu Savaraj was here and he said I've set the president at that point you know over this nation and if he fails I will hold you accountable the church so we took that personal I took that personal and we started what was called the presidential prayer watch and for three and a half years we prayed that they would not undermine or they tried it every way but anyway we prayed that he would make it to the end of his term and he did and anyway, I don't understand all the things that happened. After that, all I know is we had a fire to pray. So we would get up here and we would charge the troops and the presidential prayer watch because they were from all over the nation. And uh, we, we held that. And anyway, that's just part of our prayer. And then there's a vision for revival, for awakening. This stuff that's happening. Hey, guys, we've been waiting. We've been waiting. We've been believing. Way back when I was a young How old was I? It was way back. No, no, it wasn't that way back. I was in my 20s, but I remember the Lord birthed in my heart that one day I would be a part of the greatest revival that's ever been known. And then I met other people that felt the same thing. They said, I feel that way too. Well, we're going to just keep believing. Now, was it about two months ago I got a word? Revival behind enemy lines. And I understood that, and I understand it a little bit more now than I did then. And then we're to be a part of a great harvest. A billion, so, you know, Bob Jones is lying in the grave. Well, no, he's not lying there. He's long gone, but his bones, whatever's left of him, you know, anyway, I don't mean to be gross, but anyway, he was buried out there. Remember, he had this encounter, and he came back to touch the people who would be a part of a billion-soul harvest. And it would be a lot of the youth that would be involved in this billion-so harvests. So we're going we're gonna to stay our hand to that plow. I've got to tell you this. I, I don't tell you all the time because I don't want it to seem like we're boasting. But I got a report this week from the little move of God. No, the big move of God that we're a part of as a church in Africa. And they said to this point before the last two meetings... They can count over 92,000 people that have come to Jesus. 30 churches have started our fellowships, and we didn't even try to start them. We've never been there. We We just tell them we try to give out Bibles, and we say, hey, if you have a Bible and your neighbors don't, invite them over to your house and see what God will do. And then we're to be a place of refuge. Now, that's been spoken over us. Some of you know that. Some of you have come here hoping. Lord, I really hope this is a place of refuge. I've met people. They've come. We've had so many conferences and things. And they'll say, man, this better be a place of refuge. And then others will say, well, where I'm living is a place of refuge. And I would ask the Lord, Lord, there are other people that think they live in a place of refuge. We believe that. You know what he told me? He said, everywhere my people make me their refuge, they're living in a place of refuge. So you can be encouraged. You don't have to move here. You don't have to move there. Move in Christ. In the ark, the safest place to be in this hour is in Christ. Anyway, there are many people. Then we're to be a, we were to be a resource center. And so we have a lot of conferences around here. We—we we want That's just part of our makeup. When we moved here from Alabama, it was just part of what we did. We had these great gatherings on the Gulf Coast. And people would come from Florida to Alabama to Georgia to Mississippi to Louisiana. It was pretty neat. And we just kind of just been doing that. And that's what the bookstore has been, a great resource and encouragement to many that have come here. You know, there are not a lot of Christian bookstores left. And so what Monica has been carrying has been an amazing an amazing gift and ministry to the whole body of Christ. And then if you look around what God has been doing, he's been doing something among our men. We have what's called the men's den. And Don Farrell started that with a group, small group. And um, man, our men have been encountering the Lord. How many of you have heard some of the testimonies? You were healed at a meeting. And God's just doing something among men, and we thank God. And then one of the later things that if you want to know the vision, see what God is doing, that's where you can see clearly is our school, the Christian school, the co-op. And that's pretty an amazing thing that uh, that's happening. You can get in on that. How many of you know it's probably a good idea, even though we have a people on the school board in this county that want to honor the Lord, it's a good thing to maybe be involved in your children's education, homeschool, co-op, whatever. Be involved. And then because we are connected to the guys down in Fort Mill, the Morning Star Ministry, Chris Reed had a a vision recently. It was out of Acts chapter 2 where he saw how everybody wanted to walk in Acts 2.43, the miracles, the signs and the wonders. But in order to see verse 43 come to pass, you have to be involved in verse 42. And that speaks of they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. And so we want to be a people of the word, a people of the spirit, but a people of the word. And then they continued in fellowship, in the breaking of the bread, in prayer, in communion, and in all these things. And uh, so... Anyway, it's a pretty exciting time to be a part of the gathering in Moravian Falls. You know, there's one more thing about vision. And that is, you know, in the book of Revelation, my own opinion is we're living in this hour. And I know that ultimately the Son of God is being revealed. That's our hope. But in that book... There are three things Number one Let those who have ears to hear Hear what the spirit is saying to the church Not everyone has an ear to hear In this hour Have you noticed And there's a lot of folks That'd rather not hear What is happening in the earth And what the Lord does Say at the Lord in this hour But then the second thing We want to be those that follow the lamb Wherever he goes This is one of the mottos of the Moravians Our lamb has conquered Let us follow him And so, my advice, you know why God puts people in our lives and we're a team, ultimately follow the Lamb wherever he goes. And then we want to be overcomers. To him who overcomes, I will give the right. And he gives the greatest promises in the Bible. And so, we want to be a part of raising up those who are not overcome with the world, the flesh, and the devil. But they overcome the world, the flesh, and the devil. Amen. And it doesn't mean that any of us have arrived. We are arriving. Say, I'm arriving. Okay, I promise not to take too long, but i got to release something and release an anointing for faith this morning. 1 John chapter 5, verse 19 says, we know we are children of God. We must know we're children of God in this hour. How many of you know that? It's pretty vital and we also know that the whole world the world system lies under the sway or the control of the evil one now that's the world system the world evil or the word evil means wicked means deceitful morally bad destructive harmful even if they say it's safe and it ends up being proven that it's harmful. That is an example of evil. And there are many things in this hour. It also means criminal. Criminal can be interpreted as evil. Now, Jesus said that when he comes, you know, some people don't want to hear what the Lord has to say. There's a couple of things he said that are a little bit earth-shaking in itself. He said the powers of heaven are going to be shaken. But he also said that men's hearts would fail them from fear of the things coming on the earth. How many of you know he said that? He said men are going to, their hearts are going to fail them. Now We're seeing many examples. I don't think it's because of the fear and expectation of the things coming on the earth yet. But we're seeing all kinds of things happen. And we know what's happening. How many of you know what's happening? When, when you hear of all the, the sudden deaths, how many of you hear them every day? Now there are multiple every day. There will be more and more and more. So we want to be a people that's not shaken as the world is being shaken. And so this is a little bit of what I want to talk about. Gee, thanks. Thanks for talking about it. If you want to leave, you can now. No, don't leave. Jerry, stop them before they leave. No, no, it's a good time. We have the good news. We've always said good news is better in the midst of bad news. That's why you talk about the wages of sin is death. If a nation forsakes God, guess what the result will be? It's going to be death. I think the Lord knew what he was talking about. The church, for the most part in America, has been silent. You cannot be silent. We are not to faint. Now, Jesus, when he saw, remember, he saw the multitudes. He was moved with compassion. Remember, there there were two things that moved him compassion. The one was they were weary. The word weary means vexed. They were as if they were under a spell. How many of you know what I'm talking about? It's like the multitudes today have been under some kind of a spell. Now, the word means lacerated in the Greek, or flayed, like they've been. They're in a sorry plight. That's what the word means. And I have a feeling if the Lord walked into the streets of America, that's what he would see today. He also would see the sheep scattered, and they would be tossed about by every wind of doctrine, uh, But as if they have, you know, sheep without a shepherd. And it's like they're being swayed by all the biases of the media. They believe more of what the media tells them than what God tells them. And we must be a people that test the spirits to see which ones are of God. Not every spirit is of God in this hour. In fact, even in the church, there are all kinds of um, false, erroneous Doctrines that can get you killed if you believe them too much. I, I'll tell you what I've heard recently, and I don't know where it came from. There's a bunch of stuff. But you can be a part of the ecclesia and not a, necessarily a part of the church. Like there's an elite group of the ecclesia, but there's a separation there. Can I tell you that's false doctrine? Run from it. If you're a part of the church, if you've been born again, born into the body of Christ, you're a part of the ecclesia. The word ecclesia means you're called out, called out from the world and called out from the Babylonian system that's being revealed in this hour. So you're called out and you're called into Christ. There's one body, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and there's only one church, the Church of Jesus Christ. That's it. You're the ecclesia. Anyway, there's some crazy things today in this hour. The Lord gives me understanding. I'm going to confront them because what that will do is cause division. Div- like while we're an elite group, we know more than you guys know. That goes back to Gnosticism same spirits come around generation after generation they just change clothes so anyway we're called out we're called to but we're called to be a people of faith did you hear me i want to show you look over hebrews chapter 11 now this won't take a lot of time but you got to follow along if you follow along it won't take that long if you don't follow along it may take here we we may be here till after the Super Bowl. That's not today. There's no Super Bowl today. That was a shocking thing that happened in front of a national audience. But you know what was really cool about that? Prayer meetings started breaking out. Did you guys see on the NFL Network, one of the guys said, Hey, they've called us to prayer. Why don't we pray? So he just he leads a prayer meeting on the NFL network. And he was not just praying words, man, this guy had fire and passion. I thank God, let me tell you, what the enemy means for evil, God uses for good. But look over this in Hebrews chapter 11, and it's the faith chapter. There's a hall of faith that's been recorded and will be recorded. Did you hear what I said? There are many that you can read about in history's hall of faith. There's another hall of faith being written in this hour, of which the saints in glory are going to read about one day. If they read up there, maybe they'll just know it automatically. But those who know their God are going to be strong, and they're going to carry out great exploits. And many of those exploits are going to be recorded somehow, so that all of heaven can rejoice in what our Jesus did in the last day church. Anyway, I'm gonna get I don't want to get way off. But anyway, I'm just getting a little preach in me here. No, I'm not. I'll be restrained. Maybe. But so anyway, I'm gonna do it quickly because I know some of you guys we got lunch downstairs. I don't like missing lunch. You, Anyway, faith is a substance of things hoped for. Things you don't even see. How many of you know you don't have to see to believe? God said it. What does that mean? You're going to believe it. Okay, what if everybody in the world, all the doctors of theology, says that's not what God said? What are you going to do? I'm saying, fooey on you? As for me, I'm, hey, me and my house. I serve the Lord. I'm going to listen. It's substance, evidence, conviction of things. The word literally means a title deed. You have a title deed to what God has promised. Even though you don't see what God has promised, you've got the title deed. And you will see what God has promised. Does that make sense? Now, we know without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's one thing that is impossible in this hour. You will not please God without having and walking in faith, right? We know the just shall live by his faith. Say my faith, not somebody else's faith, your own faith. That is what is going to be tested, tried, and refined in this hour. And then if you look on in this chapter, you know, we see about, you know, the faith of the, the patriarchs, Abraham and Sarah, Moses, and on and on. And I look over in verse 30. We'll pick up right there. This will lead us to where we're going. Then I'm just going to shoot out some things really quick and pray. Verse 30, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after. Say after. 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 They didn't fall down before. They fell down after they were encircled for seven days. In other words, they had to get the strategy of heaven and walk in obedience to see the manifestation on the earth of these walls coming, crashing down. By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with the rest of them who did not believe. They didn't obey. They didn't believe. That's what the word means. When she had received the spies. And what more shall I say? For the time would, me, would fail me to tell you of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness. So righteousness is not only that which is imparted, there are works of righteousness that we're going to walk out demonstrating the righteousness we've received and the call upon our life, demonstrating the kingdom. How many of you understand that? Obtained promises that were spoken yet had not been made known, stop the mouth of the liars, I mean lions, I didn't mean that. No, actually I did. I thought I'd just insert that there, I can get away with that. Because that's why lying is going to have, all liars will have their place in the, the lake that burns with fire, because of the damage it causes. And then verse 34, they, were quen- they quenched the violence of fire, and they escaped. The edge of the sword. What is the sword? War. Now we always think in terms of conventional warfare. Can I tell you it's also biological warfare, psychological warfare that is being waged against not only this nation, but every nation on the earth. There will be people that will escape the edge of the sword. And we're going to see it happen. And out of weakness, we're made strong. Thank God for that verse. How many of you are appreciative? You come around here, you're going to find out, well, those guys are just as weak as I've ever been in my life. You know what I'm talking about. They're not super saints. I thought they were. Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you in advance we're not. Out of your weakness, you will be made strong. The scripture talks about boasting in your weakness so that the power of Christ would rest upon you. You can go in your own weak strength or you can go in the strength of the Lord. And I vote we do the latter. He goes on, became valiant. Say valiant. They were valiant in battle. In other words, we read that scripture in Jeremiah. It said they didn't hold their tongue. They didn't back off. They stood up, they spoke the word, they believed God, and they were valiant for the truth on the earth. And then they turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Now, if you haven't noticed, I'm just going to tell you, there are a lot of alien armies today on the earth. Maybe we can go into more detail sometime, but this place is flooded with alien armies. I mean the place, this nation. It's become like a den of, men. Babylon being revealed. What is that scripture in Revelation? It says, and the blood of the prophets, they, they shed the blood of the prophets and the saints, and the slain of the earth were many. It's happening. We're living. Hey, guys, I'm sorry. Church is not church anymore as we've always thought it was. It's a different time. You've been summoned to the moment, summoned to the hour. And uh, that's what we're trying to do, get everybody on board. That's what what we were sharing. Get involved. Those that are doing the will of God will probably have a better chance of surviving unto the ultimate destiny and purpose of their life because they're walking in purpose. You know that scripture that says they will drink no deadly thing, or if they drink a deadly thing, it will not harm them. You can't just claim that, well, that's just a promise. No. If you are fulfilling the will of God and in the process of that, they try to slip in some deadly thing into your body, it will not take you before God enables you to finish what you've started in him. Did you hear that? We got to know that in this hour. Anyway, okay, so... I'm so thankful out of weakness we became strong. And then verse 34, I already read that. Now, I'm not going to skip verse 35 on. We'll read that at another time. But that's when things began to happen. It looked like these people were not walking in the promises of God. But no, they were. Every one of them. They had a, their vision, their hope was not in this life. They were willing to lay down their lives in this life in order to be a partaker of the, revel- of the resurrection in the life to come. Those that seek to save their life will lose it. But those who lose their life for the sake of the gospel will find it. And that's a word for this hour. Now listed in, in this text is Gideon. Say Gideon. All right, look over in Judges. And this is where I want to share a few things. Pray over you. Everybody with me. You're all a part of the ecclesia. You're the called out from the world, called into Christ Jesus, into the one body that exists that's gonna do the will of the Father. Now, when you look at that word ecclesia, it's not necessarily speaking about a place, it's a people. A people. Regardless of the place they gather, you can gather in a barn, you can gather together two or more behind a tree, you know what I mean? You're the ecclesia calling down the kingdom of heaven, binding the powers of darkness. It's not about a place. In fact, they may ban some of the places. I don't know how all this is going to work. That's why we got to get in homes, get, you know, in small groups. I'm telling you, this is not a normal hour. But for us, We don't want to be in a normal hour. We should have never been in a normal hour. We're an abnormal people. We walk in the supernatural. Not in the natural anyway. We didn't have... How many of you have a lot of confidence in the flesh? We don't have any. I'm learning in my own flesh not to have any confidence. Believe me, I have reminders all the time. I'm confident in the blood of Jesus and the spirit of the living God... Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. Okay, I promise to hurry. All right, here we go. Everybody with me. You're the army. Say, I'm in the army now. The army now. This is it. This is the army of God. You think our own armies are going to save us in this hour? It, you're going to have to be, have a little higher vision than that. The Lord of hosts is the mighty one. And his army, heaven's army, and earth's army, joining forces. Anyway, thank you, God, we get to be apart. part. Now look in verse 31 of chapter 5. Judges 5, 31. Thus let all your enemies perish, O Lord. That'd be a good prayer, isn't it? Oh, God, let all your enemies perish. But let those who love him be like the sun when it comes out in full strength. So the land had rest for 40 years. And when the people of God are in love with their God and they're walking in obedience and the enemies are being scattered, guess what happens? There's rest in the land. But what happens if the people who once walked in obedience turn and begin to walk in disobedience? I'm reading a book right now by Jonathan Kahn. It's entitled The Return of the Gods. And I'm my goal is to finish it by next sunday i want to give you a little summary but jonathan has an amazing way of explaining how the gods in israel that came because of their rebellion have come into america today because of our rebellion and he points out he defines them it's the same gods that were here on the earth in those days That's why the Scripture says whatever was written beforehand was written for your example on whom the ends of the ages have come. So we need to know. And anyway, I'm so grateful for Jonathan Kahn. You should read that book. It would help if you can handle it. Because I'm reading now, I'm in the section about child sacrifice. And it is amazing how he draws the parallels to this hour and what's happening in our own neighborhoods and the neighborhood called America. Anyway, God's rising up. Now look at chapter 6. Then, here's what happens. Then, after they walked in rest for 40 years, then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian for seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed. Say prevailed. Prevailed against America or Israel. Because of the Midianites. And the children of Israel made for themselves the dens, the caves, and the strongholds which are in the mountains. And so it was whenever Israel had sown Whatever, whenever, the Midianites would come and devour it all, basically. And then they would encamp against them and destroy the produce of the earth as far as Gaza and leave no sustenance for Israel neither sheep, nor ox, nor donkey, nor chicken, nor cattle. And you could just fill in the blanks there. He goes on and on. Have you seen the price of eggs lately? totally ridiculous I thank God I grow my own eggs but I don't grow them I just do what's required for those nasty little creatures to lay them I told Shirley last night I can't go out if I go out there I better change shoes sometimes I'm in a hurry and I think well I'm not going to change shoes this time I I can watch I'm not going to step in that I'm just telling you, it never fails. Never fails. Anyway, I should have taken my shoes off. Nasty, but I thank God for what they lay. Anyway, it's a crazy time. I'm going to try to get on through this. But they're walking in the favor of God. Then they lose the favor of God. They're walking in the blessing of God. The rest of God now, their enemies are pursuing them. Not only are they pursuing them, they're prevailing against them. One of the reasons our nation is yet to experience the deliverance that folks like us believe is, can be is because we won't acknowledge the depth of depravity that we've fallen into and how serious things really are, that really the Bible is true, the wages of sin is death. It's not a make-believe death. It is real death. And when we acknowledge those things, and that's what happened. You know, it's all through the Bible. They would, you know, have the blessing of God. Then they would grow rebellious. Then they'd cry out. God would raise up a prophet. They would trumpet the message of repentance. You could not bypass repentance. And then they would respond. God would bring back in the blessing of God. Prophecy. Now, I'm going to insert this real quick. Nobody's hungry yet, right? We're going to, a few more minutes. You won't believe what I get to do this week. You talk about prophecy. You guys know this Uganda revival that we're part of. Remember, I've shared with you about Benny Hinn and how he prophesied in 2019. He's walking, he's in Uganda, and he stops and he says, Wait, I see a vision. I see a vision. I see a mighty move, the way he does it, of the Holy Spirit, mighty revival, signs and wonders, restoration, coming in 2022. And we believe we've been walking it out. Guess what I'm going to get to do this week? I'm going to get to meet Benny Hinn. I'm going to go up to him. I'm going to say, hey, Benny, I'm going to get my cell phone. You remember when you prophesied this? Guess what is happening now? Hey, don't give up on your prophecy. The the, the vision is yet for what? An appointed time. But though it tarry, what do you do? Throw it away. Oh, it didn't work. That wasn't. No, you wait for it. For it shall come. It shall not tarry. Anyway, pretty exciting time. We're living in, so I'm going to skip all that. Okay, here's the things that happen in the story. Don't leave me. Is anybody walking out? No, you're not. Not yet. So anyway, what does God do to Gideon? All this stuff is happening. Gideon's hiding out from the Midianites. What is he doing? He's threshing. No, he should have been in the threshing room. He's in in the wine press. He's somewhere where he's hoping he will not be seen. You ever get to a place where you wish you could just hide out? And there are times for that. But in this hour, we're not to let our light be hidden. We're to let our light be shown. Let it shine upon men that they'll see our good works and glorify our Father. So the Lord shows up and he says, he doesn't just join in with Gideon's pity party. He says, Gideon, you... Mighty man of valor, the Lord is with you. That's what he said. I'm trying to get it out. The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. And then go in this might of yours. And he goes, and there's all kinds of things that happen. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm not, I'm going to, well, I'll just tell you real quick. There's about a bunch of things, but in verse 13, Gideon says, Why are the, hey, God, if you're with us, why are all these things happening? Why? Are they happening like they're happening? How many of you have ever asked that question? Why? Okay, God, you're with me. Why is this happening? And then in verse 14, the Lord said, well, just go. He didn't explain it at first. He just said, go. Just get up and go. You have a mission. You have a purpose. Go in this might of yours. He says, have I not sent you? How many of you sense you've been sent to this hour? Honestly. Honestly. This is an apostolic anointing. It's an apostolic time, and the word means to be sent. Every one of us, from the least to whoever we would say are the greatest, it doesn't matter what men think, it's what God thinks, but we've all been sent to do the will of the Father. Say, I've been sent. And I'm going to do what he sent me to do. And I'm telling you, he's given you the grace to do it. And then he reminds him in verse 16, surely I will be with you. And then, of course, Gideon wants a sign. Well, God, if you're really with me, show me a sign. You ever done anything like that? Lord, if this is really you, make the moon dance across the sky or something like that. (laughs) Now, he actually, now the Lord does answer. These lots. These, so there's times in my own life, one time, I didn't ask him to make the moon dance around the sky. But there were things I put to the test. The Lord does honor things. And then in verse 23, then the Lord said to him, Peace be with you. The Lord is peace. Shalom. Wholeness. Prosperity. Safety. Well-being. Content. Intactness. That's what shalom means. And then he goes on. He says, Tear down the altar of Baal. Man, we get to tear down some of these altars, guys. These gods that we're understanding have invaded America. They're waiting for people like you and me to go tear down what they're trying to establish. Because not only do you tear down the altar of Baal, Moloch, Ashtoreth, and all of that, you build the altar of the Lord. Build the altar. So we want to build an altar here. Man, we want to worship and, hey, listen, worship is warfare. Yes, it is. More can happen when you just set out to worship and praise the Lord than you can possibly imagine. It's like the sword of the Lord. And then he goes on down in verse 34. The spirit of the Lord comes upon Gideon. He has to get up first, and then there's an anointing from on high. And then over in chapter 7, verse 3. Then the Lord starts dwindling down the numbers. He said, whoever among you is fearful, let him go home. Because you don't need to fear in this hour. You must have faith. And then in chapter 7, verse 21, and then we know there comes great victory. So say great victory. Okay, so here's how we're going to wrap this up. There are two things the Lord told Gideon I want to prophesy over you, all right? And somehow I want to, Word help. I want it to I want it to not be word only. I want the power of God to just lodge it inside of your heart, in your spirit. You hear way more than you hear with these ears. In fact, I think when the Lord said, Let him who has ears to hear hear, it's not just hearing here, it's hearing here. Right? Hear. Because sometimes things the Lord says they do not make a lot of Common sense to me. Well, did he ever ask you to make it all make sense? No, lean not in your own understanding. So I'm going to pray that the Lord will be with you. But then he called him a mighty man of valor. Here's what valor means. You ready? Number one, ability. Say, I can do all things through Christ who makes me strong. Our son used to put that on the bottom of his ball cap when he would walk out to the pitcher's mound. And I'm telling you, more than not, he was on top of his game. And it's because dad and mom were over there praying, you know, God help Josh. Lord, help his fastball be about 20 miles faster than it ever been before. His curve. Anyway, I'm not going to go there. But you know what I mean. But God's given us the ability. And then it means army Though an army may encamp against me, yet I shall not fear. And we gotta know that. And then it means capability. You think he saved just people that know greater is he? Say greater. Greater is he that's in me. When you understand the context of that verse, that the context is in the season where the Antichrist is becoming revealed, you'll appreciate that verse a lot more. Greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. Amen. And we got to know that. And then it means forces. Man, we have to get there sometime. I know that the forces of Antichrist... Number one, they're greatly united at times. But they're busy doing the will of their father. You and I have to be busy doing the will of our father. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, you do the will of your father, the devil. And we have to do the will of our father. Be about his business. It also means power. Jesus went around doing good, healing all who were oppressed. The Lord was with him, but he had been anointed with the power from above to do what God had called him to do. And so, likewise, we shall do greater works. And then it means riches, rich and riches. You know, it's going to time. We're going to feel like we're the poorest on the earth. But guess what? We're not, we may, you're not the poorest on the earth. Probably somebody poorer. But if you are rich in the graces of God, you are one of the riches on the earth the riches of his grace. And you will not run out of that, the rich. And then it means warrior. Say warrior. Warrior, warrior. That's what I think Lisa spoke. We're warriors. Warriors. In the spirit. You say, I don't feel like a warrior. That's probably a good place to be. It's not about your feeling. These last day battles, are you going to win them on your feeling? You're going to win them on what you know? You're going to win them, you're going to to fight them on the one you know that lives within you and has spoken his word, and his word is sure. And then it means valiant, and that's the last thing. Valiant on the earth at the end of the age. Man, so I want to prophesy over you. You guys, okay, I went a little longer than I thought, but it's only 1220 If you were at Rodney Howard's Brown's church, they would have just taken the offering. I've been there. They take the offering when they have a night meeting at about 1130. And I was thinking, well, we're going to go home soon. What are you talking about go home? It just gets cranked up. Hey, listen, guys. Church... Man, there's a whole new thing we're coming into. This is it. I so appreciated not having, I mean, last week was incredible, all these kids sharing. There'll be times the week before that, it was just people sharing what God had shown them coming in 2023. I don't know how all this works, and I, I often think, God, am I able? God, you know, I've been around this religion thing a long time. How am I going to move in this newness? All I can tell you is God's going to see to it. God is able. Did he not say, I will build my church? Not my church. His church. And that's the church, the gates of hell will not prevail. So stand up, stand up. You guys go ahead and play. I'm going to just pray over you. We're going to have some of our teams come up. Come on up, guys. We're going to pray. There's some that need miracles I feel like there were miracles that happened when we prayed earlier. But if you want to just seal the deal, you come up, the Holy Spirit's drawing you. If you need a Savior today, this is the hour that whoever calls on the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. With the heart, you believe. With the mouth, you confess the Lord Jesus. You call out to him and you will be saved.